48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. Financial regulators say they are working on a new mutual access programme called Swap Connect. Top officials arrive at government headquarters for the first day of work under the new administration. And Guangdong authorities say they have rescued another sailor from a vessel that sank during Typhoon Chaba over the weekend. Financial regulators in Hong Kong and on the mainland say they are working on a new mutual market access program called Swap Connect. It will allow offshore investors to take part in interest rate derivative transactions with mainland investors so they can hedge against renminbi interest movements. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority said the institutions concerned were aiming for a launch in six months' time, with the initial phase starting with northbound trading. Speaking at a financial summit, Chief Executive John Lee said the new programme was another milestone in the integration of mainland and Hong Kong financial markets. Hong Kong investors and foreign investors, their settlement and clearing activities will be well handled under this mechanism and the derivative products markets will also be promoted. Swap Connect, for the first time, has introduced this connectivity for derivative products so that we enjoy greater diversity of products for investment. Top officials have arrived at government headquarters for their first day of work under the new administration. Deputy Chief Secretary Chuck Wing-Hing told reporters he had met the Chief Executive John Lee for over two hours yesterday to discuss a speech delivered by President Xi after he inaugurated the new administration on Friday. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, said her priority would be implementing the work set out in John Lee's election platform. Guangdong authorities say they have rescued another sailor from a vessel that sank in waters off Yangjiang during Typhoon Chaba over the weekend. More than two dozen people are still missing. Hong Kong's government flying service is also taking part in the operation. Services air crewman officer Cyrus Sito told an RTHK program that he rescued three men on Saturday. He said usually they rescue people one by one, but since they felt they had no time to lose and it was safe to do so, he hoisted out two of the sailors at the same time and then went back down to pick up the third. It was hard for us to work out what would happen next. We didn't know whether they could hold on any longer. Given how tilted the vessel was, I believe they had to use a lot of strength to hold on to the railings. We were very worried about them, especially since we'd already located them. We didn't want to see them fall into the sea right in front of our eyes. The district court has found six men guilty on a range of triad-related charges, including claiming to be a member of a triad society. Wendy Wong reports. The defendants have been accused of claiming to be triads and encouraging others to join a triad organisation. They were prosecuted following a police undercover operation that lasted nearly two years and ended in July 2018. At the request of the defence, Judge Kwok Wai Ken asked for a community service report, but other cases like these normally result in a jail sentence. The men have been remanded in custody and the case adjourned until 23rd of this month for mitigation and sentencing. The Culture, Sports and Tourism Bureau has sent condolences to the family of Ni Kuang, the novelist who died yesterday at the age of 87. The Bureau said his novels are popular in Hong Kong and have often been adapted for television and film.
Macau has announced three more rounds of mass COVID testing. In the first round, residents must get tested before 6pm tomorrow. The other two rounds start on Wednesday and Friday. Macau authorities reported 68 infections yesterday, taking the total in the latest outbreak to 852. More than 600 testing workers from Zhuhai and elsewhere in Guangdong have been sent to Macau to help. Danish police say three people have been killed in a shooting incident in a shopping centre in the capital, Copenhagen. Many more were wounded, three of whom are in a critical condition. A 22-year-old local man has been arrested. Police say he was known to them, but only peripherally. Søren Thomassen is head of the Copenhagen police. Around half past five today, the Copenhagen police was notified of a shooting incident at the Fields shopping centre in Amager. When we arrived at the scene, we were able to establish that there were many people who'd been injured, and we now also know that several people have been killed. At the scene, we detained a suspect near the shopping centre. President Volodymyr Zelensky has confirmed the withdrawal of Ukrainian forces from the city of Lysychansk in the east of the country. Its surrender cedes control of the whole of the Luhansk region to Russia. Mr Zelensky said with new, more sophisticated weapons, his forces would retake the city. Russia has enough Smirch, Uragan and Grad systems to destroy city after city in Ukraine. Now they've gathered most of their firepower in Donbass and they can use thousands of artillery shells every day on one section of the front. This is the reality. The fact that we protect the lives of our soldiers, our people, plays an equally important role. We will rebuild the walls. We will win back the land. And people must be protected above all else. But ultimately, we will return, thanks to our tactics, thanks to the increase in the supply of modern weapons. Thousands of residents have been ordered to leave parts of Sydney and Australia due to flooding. Although the rain is now showing signs of easing, heavy rainfall is expected this week. Steph Cook is the New South Wales Emergency Services Minister. For many communities, this is the fourth flood that they have seen in less than 18 months. Some of those images are truly heartbreaking, seeing people's uh, homes, their lives turned upside down again and their livelihoods very much impacted. Hundreds of people have marched in the American city of Akron in protest at the killing of a black man by police officers. Jalen Walker was shot dozens of times as he tried to flee from a traffic inspection. A lawyer for his family, Bobby DiCello, said unjustifiable force had been used and criticised police for playing footage that appears to show a shot being fired from the car Walker was driving. His name is Jalen and he's not a monster. They want to turn him into a masked monster with a gun, and we knew that. At the time he was shot, more than 90 or 60 or whatever the unbelievable number will be, he was unarmed. Akron police say while Jalen Walker was unarmed at the time of the shooting, they recovered a gun from his car. Akron police chief Steve Milet says officers believed he had shot at them from the car and feared he was preparing to fight to fire again. When the investigative team arrives, they do an individual walkthrough of the crime scene. Each officer, independent of each other, related that they felt that Mr. Walker had turned and was motioning and moving into a firing position. 
Voters in Papua New Guinea are heading to the polls for the first national election in five years. Prime Minister James Marape is being challenged by his predecessor Peter O'Neill, who resigned as leader three years ago under pressure over endemic corruption and a perceived failure to spread mining wealth to the people. A growing political scandal in the UK is raising concerns about the Prime Minister's leadership of his government. Sunday newspapers have published accusations of six more claims of sexual misconduct against Chris Pincher, who Boris Johnson had appointed as Deputy Chief Whip, the person responsible for party discipline. The reports say that the Prime Minister's office was informed of the complaints, but Downing Street has rejected claims that Mr Johnson was aware of the allegations before giving him the job. Mr Pincher has already been suspended by the Conservative Parliamentary Party after reports he had drunkenly groped two men. Here's the BBC's Helen Catt. Chris Pincher has denied the allegations which appeared in the Sunday Times, the Mail on Sunday and the Independent, including claims that he had made unwanted physical advances to three male MPs, two of them on the parliamentary estate, in incidents spread over several years. One of the men, it's reported, told Downing Street in February about what he said had happened to him, which has raised further questions about what Boris Johnson knew when he appointed Mr Pincher to a role which included looking out for MPs' welfare. The Work and Pension Secretary Therese Coffey insisted the Prime Minister had not been aware of particular claims. I'm saying that I've been informed this, uh, this morning he did not know about specific allegations. Uh, as has been well reported, uh, people spoke to him on Friday and uh, in agreement with the Chief Whip, the Whip was uh, removed from uh, Chris Pincher, who by the way is now under a formal investigation process and it's important that process is allowed to happen. Downing Street has not denied a claim by the former number 10 aide and critic of Boris Johnson, Dominic Cummings, that the Prime Minister had laughingly referred to Chris Pincher as Pincher by name, Pincher by nature. It means Boris Johnson will go into a new week facing further questions about his judgment. He will also face his MPs in person for the first time since his party lost two by-elections. As for Chris Pincher, he said he is seeking professional medical support and hopes to return to his constituency duties as soon as possible. He has agreed to a request by the chief whip to stay away from Parliament while he's investigated. Mainland property developer Shimao Group says it has failed to make a payment on a one billion US dollar bond that matured yesterday. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, Shimao said it had experienced a noticeable decline in contracted sales. The firm added that it had attempted to negotiate refinancing and waivers, but was unable to make some payments because of market conditions. It said it had not received notice from creditors for accelerated payment and that lenders have indicated they will not take enforcement action at this point. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,743. That's 125 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $72 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 135.13 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 4 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 48 cents. To sports and we start with tennis. Hong Kong's Coleman Wong is off to a flying start at Wimbledon. The 18-year-old kicked off his campaign in the boys' singles with a straight sets win over the American Jonah Braswell. It finished 7-6, 6-2 for Wong, who served up 12 aces in the win. The two-time Grand Slam doubles champion will face the Croatian Dino Prismic tomorrow for a place in the last 16. Elsewhere at Wimbledon, the men's top seed Novak Djokovic is into the quarterfinals after beating Tim van Rijthoven in four sets. Djokovic came through 6-2, 4 in a late-night finish. He was on the streak on this surface and I knew that uh, you know, it wasn't going to be easy. You know, 
uh, with that serve and uh, a lot of talent, uh, great touch, you know, powerful forehand. He, he can do a lot of damage, and it, it took me a little bit of time to get used to the, his pace. Um, you know, conditions under the roof are played a little bit different, a, a, a bit slippery, and uh, you know, so so it takes a bit of time or a bit of adjustment, I, I, I should say. But uh, overall, I closed out the match well. Today, the second seed Rafael Nadal faces Botic van der Zandschop of the Netherlands in the last 16. Nadal beat him in last month's French Open, but the Dutchman is hoping he can come out on top this time. Yeah, I played him in, in Roland Garros. I think that's his, uh, his best tournament. So, yeah, I think I got the toughest, toughest job I, I already had. Um, yeah, I think this is his least service, but he still won it twice. So he, he knows how to play on the, on the grass courts. Um, yeah, I think I go, go in with more confident. Um, last time I played him was was a little bit shaky in the beginning, a little bit overwhelmed with with the guy who I played against. So, yeah, hopefully that's that's going to be better next time. In Formula One, Chinese rookie Zhao Gakguan Yu survived a horror crash at an incident-packed British Grand Prix. The race at Silverstone was won by Ferrari's Carlos Sanz. More from the BBC's Harry Benjamin. After a huge crash for Zhou Guanyu on lap one and a lengthy red flag delay, Carlos Sainz finally became a Formula One race winner at his 150th attempt. Teammate Charles Leclerc came home fourth after another questionable strategy call. Car issues for Max Verstappen then saw him finish in seventh, but he still leads the championship by 34 points from Sergio Perez, who finished in second. Lewis Hamilton rounded out the podium, much to the crowd's delight. In football news, the Hong Kong international Tonkin Man has announced his retirement. The 37-year-old right-back has been a fa- fan favourite at Kitchi. He spent his last six seasons with the club, winning four Premier League titles and competing in the Asian Champions League three times. He's also played for Pegasus and Happy Valley since making his top-flight debut as a 15-year-old back in 2000. Tong was a late bloomer who made his international debut at age 32. He went on to play 11 games for Hong Kong, including the World Cup qualifiers last June. Now to the weather, cloudy with occasional showers and isolated squally thunderstorms. Fresh southwesterly winds, strong offshore and on high ground at first. The outlook, occasional showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. Weather will improve gradually and it will be hot in the latter part of this week. Right now the temperature is 29 degrees with the humidity at 81% and the strong monsoon signal is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. Financial regulators say they are working on a new mutual access programme called SwapConnect. Top officials arrive at government headquarters for their first day of work under the new administration. And Guangdong authorities say they have rescued another sailor from a vessel that sank during Typhoon Chaba over the weekend. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. It's great to be back with you all. I've missed you all so much. I've really missed chatting with you all. So it's so nice to be back. Many thanks, I must say. Big thank you to Sadia Osmani for doing the 123 Show during my maternity leave and for doing it so well. I'm just glad I... I'm just glad I have a job to come back to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sadia, again. And I think Sadia's off to sunny old UK, to off to London today. So we'll be hearing from her again on Thursday on this week's Chinwag. But for now, thank you, Sadia. And I must say, it's great to be back with you all. And coming back with me on the 123 show today is fitness coach Nathan Solier, who's been taking a break uh, uh, along with me, separately, of course. Um, he's been taking a break and I've been having my maternity leave. But um, he'll be back today and we'll be talking about all things fitness. In particular, we'll be revisiting uh, some mid-year fitness trends of the year 2020. 